Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. This is episode 258 on the Get Merry podcast, and we're so excited to be bringing you an amazing interview this week. Yes, this is from our online Merry Body Summit we ran earlier in 2020 with our good friend Miriam Emad, a clinical psychologist. Yes, yeah, so in this 30-minute interview, we delve deep into negative body image. We ask questions like, why do we even think this way? Where did it come from? And most importantly, how can we deal with it? I just remember through this chat, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Ah, So I know you are going to love this chat. So tune in and really like take away the good stuff. Yeah. And let us know your biggest takeaway. Make sure you reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook, or even shoot us an email. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Anyway, I'm excited to retune into this interview. So let's get into it. Everybody online summit and we are beyond excited to be here today with our good friend and clinical psychologist Miriam Emad. And I said good friend, I should be like best friend. We absolutely <laughs> love Miriam. I don't know why that word came out. But seriously, good is so bland. Amazing, magical, visionary friend. How Thank are you? you, Carla? I'm very well. How are you? Thank you for this lovely introduction oh oh my gosh but it's all true and I guess like I feel like we could literally record every single coffee catch-up we have with Miriam because the conversation is never dull never surface level we always dive deep like it's like whoa if anyone was here listening they'd be like what the hell We We really should. We should record those. We Uh, enjoy our chats. We do. And I mean, we could ask you a bazillion questions about a bazillion things because Miriam helps so many people through so many, I guess, what do you call them? They're not issues, but just challenges. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Um, Life. Yeah, life. Life. Yeah. It's so nice to have someone to support you on life. And that's I feel like that's what you so do. Complicated. Yes. So I want to talk to you today, though, about body image. Yeah. And I mean, like, for both of us, this has been a really big part of our lives, a negative relationship with our bodies. I mean, this is the backbone of Mary Body and why we created it. So we'd love it from your perspective. And, like, my first question is, why is this such a thing in today's age why does this really impact women especially yeah like where does it all begin so the foundations of where the starting point of kind of unhealthy relationships with food actually started around the between the 13th and the 16th century (laughs) so um, it's a long long time ago now and it actually it it, uh, there may have been um, foundations of it prior to that but the first documented 
start to um, self-restriction and self-starvation was around um, the Christian hermits who (laughs) actually uh, started to do some research around purity and um, self-restriction in that term in a spiritual way. So what they did was um, they believed that to deprive oneself was a self-sacrificial way of preserving themselves for the holiness, uh, Mm. to be holy. And it's interesting because it kind of migrated from that um, because of the – straight up from the get-go there were sex differences uh, where women tended to be more in line with that behavior because in the medieval times there was obviously a lot of frugality. There was not a lot of resources. So women used to deprive themselves to also be able to provide for their families. So from the get-go there was a spiritual component to it where um, people thought in order to be holy and pure they needed to deprive themselves and a lot of the time it was around food and around luxury. And then there was another component as well where because everyone was so under-resourced at the time, there was a lot of self-deprivation around food. It sort of uh, migrated from that again, um, probably around the mid-18th century, where all of a sudden um, the industrialization happened, women started to go to work, to go to labor, and um, being darker-skinned and more muscly was associated with labor and work. So to be frail and pale (laughs) became a upper-class statement. And that's kind of where it started well i mean you um, even think about like the corsets that they yes, would wear that's so exactly it's like, right make the waist smaller yeah. don't worry about breathing don't that's worry about right. those ribs just crack a fruit that's a few. Right. it's like oh my gosh yeah. it's so ridiculous now yeah. but we can really look at today's trends as well that's right and see that as, yeah. as actually completely yeah. ridiculous yeah they, they became this real um cultural idealization of thinness from mm. that point because wow. it started to become an upper class statement so women started to strive to be you know frail and yeah frail and pale and then it sort of migrated to different things now but that's kind of the essence of where it started so we're talking about the 13th century when the first evidence of that um kind of came up and you can imagine how long it's been going on for culturally now thinness is something that is so idolized we're bombarded with images of you know frail models and and that sort of stuff and um it becomes significantly more ingrained when you have so much exposure to that content yeah, mm. and I mean, like, we don't have to look far at all, That's do right. we? That's right, yeah. Open up Instagram, open up Facebook, That's open right. up a magazine. Yep. That's right. Everywhere. Yeah, Everywhere it's you look. all there. Yeah. And so because we're looking at it a lot, we yep. think that it's right? Or... That's right. I mean, um, we have significantly more access to this material now, especially, with, like you mentioned, with Instagram and magazines and uh, everywhere you kind of look. Um, and it's uh, very human mm-hmm. to kind of go, where do I belong? Where do I fit mm-hmm. in this sort of spectrum? So uh, comparisons occur as a very natural byproduct of that. There are, of course, biological and environmental factors that contribute to the development of that being a disordered uh, concept. Uh, but I would, it would be safe to say that there's not probably a single person that hasn't at some point compared themselves to an image that they've seen or yes. had thought something around, you know, oh, I, I don't look like that and this is what I see a lot of. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. like, I think it's a cool thing, like, to point out some good. I think 2019 to yeah. 2020, like, we are seeing so much more mm. diversity online. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, celebrating coloured, celebrating... Yep ability and disabilities like we're seeing more of this and shape and size and everything 
but it's like we have to consciously choose to to follow that mm. or to read those types of magazines mm. but it's great that it is beginning to rise yeah. will that help do you think a lot i i hope so it's it's beginning to rise um and in a sense the only uh, sort of difficulty i have around that is um it's become an intentional thing mm. to yeah. have normal bodies represented yeah. and um there's a significant problem with that that it it needs to be intentional that a normal body is represented in the media mm-hmm. uh because normal bodies are normal bodies they yeah. they're just bodies right yeah, yeah. so without that ulterior yeah. Behind That's right. It. So it's like, yeah. oh, we're yeah. going to be eating in- inclusive, in- yeah. right? Inclusive yeah. So yeah. Like, I better show X, Y, Z. It's like, do we have enough female exactly. compared to male? It's That's like, right. yeah, it kind of like takes away that actually, no, we're just celebrating the difference. Yes. It's like, no, we're yes. forcing it. That's but I guess right. it, it's a stepping stone Absolutely. in a way. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's the the idea, I suppose. I hope that it goes from being something mm. intentional to start with into being something that perhaps is a little bit more fluid and yeah. normalized yeah. in the future. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, it's yeah. like, yeah, we, I am sometimes like shocked by it, mm-hmm. which is like not in, shocked in a bad way. It's more surprised. It's like, yeah. oh, that's different. Because you're not used to it. Because I'm not that's used right. to it. And then that's I'm right. like, this is the best. And yeah, so that's hopefully right. that surprise goes away and then it becomes more common. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So we talked about um, comparison. Mm-hmm. So that's a very, I guess, common thing that mm-hmm. we would do to create body image or like what is it when you're like just very um conscious of Mm. what your body looks like like what are some other things that we can try and um become aware of when we're doing it which is then encouraging that i hate to say negative but it is it's like that not so good relationship with our bodies yeah yeah well one of the first things and i'm actually really glad you um uh, labeled it as negative Mm. color because there is this um movement into you know positivity and positive Mm, self-talk and and positive this which is wonderful as well the only thing is if we can be positive we can be negative Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so there's an oscillation on either side and what's more important is instead of labeling ourselves as good and bad Mm -hmm. um, so i am good or i am bad Mm -hmm. rather the movement is um or or can be more helpful if it's more towards i am i just am i exist right i am and that is so so important yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it, it's so, so important because typically if we try and convert something that is so harsh and so ingrained and so cruel and punitive into something that is completely opposite, it means it's got the capacity to kind of oscillate back to that space. Uh, yeah. And if we just keep it as non-judgmental and non-labeled as possible, mm. then we are sitting in that beautiful space in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so yoga. It, it, it absolutely <laughs> is. And, and the, the idea behind it is I don't have have to love it to accept it yeah the movement towards this self-love is really beautiful but for a lot of people it's such a far cry from where they are at the moment yeah i remember when i first read about that like you know look in the mirror and say i love myself Mm. i'm like but i don't and i just i I simply cannot and it felt really yuck and it felt like a lie so it was like i was saying this and i get it like fake it till you make it but i think this is a really a nice place to begin on mm. our self-acceptance Absolutely. path. It's yeah. like, yeah, here I am. Here I am. Yep. This is me. Yep. I, I love right. this. I don't have to love myself in, in love that part of me in, in order for it to Absolutely. be 
normal okay absolutely. enough yeah absolutely oh, and, and if we think about it's it's so interesting how we kind of do that um have that narrative towards ourselves because if you think about the people we love are there annoying things about them yeah absolutely <laughs> every single human will have a spectrum of qualities oh my that gosh, but, yeah. and do we accept all of them for the yeah. the ones that you know continue to be in our lives we uh-huh. absolutely do yeah. we don't have to love it or like it necessarily yeah. to accept it accept it is uh, simply that space where we kind of go it is yeah, right? yeah it is neither this nor that nor anything else yeah. it just is in the same way that I am and you are um, and if we can try and sit in that space as much as possible it, it um, creates less of a pressure on either side to either be punitive to uh, push ourselves or to be positive to make ourselves feel yeah. better you just kind of sit in a uh, I guess more balanced space yeah. in between well mm-hmm. I guess it's that term as well body new neutrality so it's like just like having this awareness of yeah here's my body Mm. and it does these amazing things for Mm. me it moves takes me on life's journey but that's what that's that's why it's here yeah to do life absolutely and and I, i i really like that because the focus moves from how does my body look to how does it work yeah is it doing what it's meant to do that's right. Am How I does my body feel? Or, like, can, yeah. am I, do I feel like right. I can do this in, in like with with ease? Like, can That's I stand tall right. with ease, or yeah. do I feel like my back hurts? Okay, like, I want to be able to feel like my body works yep. really well, and yeah. when it does, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, and works within the capacity of your ability, mm. right? So, does it take me from A to B? Can I? Uh, make it do the basic things yeah. and, and that's kind of where uh, we kind of, we need to go a little bit more rather than how does my body look is what is my body doing yeah. uh, is it doing yeah. its, it's job like for me it's like celebrating our bodies in another way not just by you know the instagram photo yeah, or the photo right. yeah. what we appear to be like it's like no celebrate it for what it does mm-hmm. for us that's right how can yeah. we work out if we like what our relationship is like with our body well, the, the first thing you want to kind of catch there is the the labeling and the, the self-talk, mm. right? So much like we um, said earlier, if I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and this is just one example, I'm not sure why I would be standing there looking at myself in the mirror, but I'm sure people do. <laughs> um, instead, do. Of, instead of, instead <laughs> of, right, yeah, right. <laughs> What I used to yeah. do was, oh, that's like grab yeah. that, that's grab this. Oh, I, I'd be like, oh my arm. Every that's... morning I would, my ritual, my morning ritual, yes. great morning ritual. Yeah. I'm, being, I'm kidding, guys. I would go to the mirror. Yeah. I would lift up my pajama top and be like, why is my stomach not smaller today? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly what, what yeah. I mean. Mm. It's, it's kind of that, um, it, it's almost like that ritualized behavior yeah. around body checking mm. and that sort of yeah. stuff. Wow. Um, like every morning, every yeah. time you look in a mirror, I would do that. So Every body, time. body checking. That's right. So, so body checking is actually something that um, is typically uh, diagnostic of, um, you know, f- further difficulties when we look at eating disorders mm. and things like that. So uh, body checking is one of the first things that we catch in wow. that process when we're um, looking at a diagnosis. The, the important part around that is typically if we are attending to ourselves in some way in the mirror or um, whatever, we're usually saying this is lumpy. 
bumpy. This mm. is this looks like this. This is bigger than I would like it to be. And these are all labels, right? Because the first point of judgment is good or bad, mm. or I like or dislike. So mm-hmm. even when I say something's lovely, I'm still judging it as, yeah. as lovely, right? Um, and the idea, if we can kind of just pull it back again to that sense of acceptance, where I don't have to like it to accept it, yeah. and I just call it for what it is. It's a knee. It's a toe, it's a leg, it's yes. a thigh. Yeah. It's not a, a, a bad leg. Wow. How, yeah. how can there be a bad leg, it's right? It's just yeah. a leg. It's a leg, yeah. right? Just as food is just food yeah. and our arms are just our arms. And the idea of kind of checking and catching that those labels, yes. um, the sooner we attend to it, the more we're going to notice how much we actually have that internal yeah. narrative around I like this, I don't like this. And if your body's too much to kind of start uh, there, then uh, just catching it externally first, things like I like or dislike the weather or, uh, you know, catching those sort of judgments first and then uh, sort of uh, taking it from there. And, like, Mm. with that, like, is the goal to not have any judgment? Like, I mean, is that what we should strive for or maybe should isn't the wrong word, just be aware of and then notice? Well, it it depends on whether it hurts you or helps you. Uh So if there is, if um, my judgments are kind of hindering um, my capacity to engage and participate in life as I would like to, um, then that may be an area that I really Mm -hmm. have to look at. Like an example would be like if my judgment of my body Mm -hmm. is like I'm too fat, it stops me from saying yes to going to the beach. That's right. And so instead I stay at home and I get sad that I'm not at the beach or I I get sad that I feel that way about my body. And the one with the weather, we should do that too. Like if I hate the rain, if I get really, really sad and never want to leave the house, like that might be something to work on. Whereas like I really love summer and I do prefer sunny days, but I don't get sad on rainy days. That's that's exactly right. That's absolutely. And and (laughs) that's that's, the rainy days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is fun. I can just stay home and like not be outside. That's right. And and that's kind of the idea is um, how do I approach? the things I maybe don't prefer because I I can say something is helpful or unhelpful I can say this is comfortable or uncomfortable but when it starts to go under these banners of bad problematic um too too big too fat too whatever Mm. we we kind of then it it starts to um have a little bit more attached to it we kind of attribute meaning to something that is completely outside of us and and then it can be a problem this I know that's good I love that Amazing practice that we can all welcome into our lives. What about if we are doing this practice and we're noticing, oh my gosh, I do this all the time. I'm the worst human ever. Like I suck. I'm not good enough. Like I, I'm so not far with my progress and we start to then be mean to ourselves about how bad we are at this. Well, this is, this is where it comes in, right? You judge yourself and then you judge your judging. (laughs) And then we keep judging and and then then we judge some more. That's right. Like you're trying to make a change and then you suck at it. It's just judging. judging, And then you judge 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 that. Yeah. That's right. And and this is kind of where it is at, at any point, if you can catch it at any point, it's mm-hmm. really helpful because Amazing. sometimes we do judge ourselves and then we catch that we judged ourselves and then we judge ourselves for judging ourselves and then now we're stuck in like this really big judgmental <laughs> cycle. <laughs> and at any point, if at any point we can kind of just capture that and go, oh, 
Okay, yeah, I've really traveled that road, haven't I? <laughs> and just bring it back. Okay, well, uh, how can I just bring it back to observing? And the easiest way to, um, well, uh, it's easy in theory. It's um, tricky when we go to practice it, but practicing it on uh, things that are outside of you mm-hmm. first makes it a lot easier. But if I was, for instance, to say, um, you know, my hand or something. So if we just put our hand out and just looked at your hand, right? Um, how hard is it to just look at your hand without labeling it as a hand, right? You kind of want to go yeah, hand, hand, yeah. hand, right? Yeah. So the first process of observing is actually removing that running commentary because as humans, we are primed to have running commentary, comes from our primal days, really helpful. If there was a tiger, I don't want to go and explore it and be like, oh, that looks like a fluffy yes. cat. I want to run in the opposite direction <laughs> yeah. quick, right? so it, it's really hard to actually just look at something and just observe it without attaching mm. any labels to it but if I was to ask you to kind of go a step further and actually just describe the hand yeah so, so just describe mm. it using your five senses using just what you can see maybe to start with wow okay so there's like a square yes, kind of oblong beautiful. shape yep. with like five long things coming yep. off it yep Yep. And they have weird circles, like in weird the of is them. a judgment. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they have grooves. Yes, they have, they have grooves. grooves. That's right. Yeah. And then they have other squares yeah. on the tips. Yeah. Is a square and judgment? No, that's, that's a, a that's, shame. That's a shame. That's a yes, absolutely. That's a description. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then there's a clear bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, the, and a wide tip. Yep. Yeah. And and they bend. And there's some metal. On it. On it on with it. some pearls. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we can call it a ring. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're allowed to call yeah. it a ring. <laughs> but that's sort of the idea, right? Is if I just look at what I'm looking at, I observe it and describe it using just the facts that I've got. Then it removes this interpretation of like, oh, my hands look wrinkly. They look old. They mm, look this. Oh my God. It removes that yeah. judgment. Weird. Absolutely. <laughs> Weird. That's exactly You right. do have that. So you have <laughs> So you sort of catch those as they come up. You catch those labels as they come up. So if we can just focus on observing and describing. And as we we catch a judgment, we just go, oh, that was a judgment. Mm. And we just put it aside. So instead of judging ourselves for making that judgment, we just actually put it aside and go, let me just go back to observing and describing. I love this. Without going into I like or I don't like Mm. or it looks like this or looks like that. So Mm. focusing more on the facts can be a really lovely space. Yeah, I mean, it's quite similar to a meditation practice of noticing the thoughts absolutely so is would that be something that would help you like get i should say better (laughs) that's a judgment (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna catch every judgment now progress absolutely absolutely right so um meditation is a really beautiful space because it it does it creates that um spaciousness between your emotion and your action, spaciousness mm. between your thoughts and your action, mm. spaciousness between your thoughts and your emotion, because they're all kind of yeah. emotions, thoughts and actions are all interrelated with each other and they all impact each other in such a significant way. So meditation is allows a space for self-reflection, right? Yeah. Which means that um, if we are trying to um, improve in the area of self-judgment, then allowing the space for self-reflection means that I can kind of go, okay, well, I'm, I, I'm giving myself space to notice that as opposed to while I'm at work on my computer and then the judgments are just like a mm, running commentary yeah. and there's not a lot of space to be able to access yes. them and catch yeah. them yeah. Oh so my God. meditation is really lovely in that in that way and it's such a nice action step we can all take absolutely 
Yeah, to sit like and meditate. two to five minutes. Yeah. Is, like, we don't need to be like, it's a 30-minute practice. Well, I mean, that yeah. makes it so doable. I mean, as soon as I said I can just meditate for five minutes. Absolutely. And that's all I need. Mm-hmm. It's yep. not 20 minutes twice a day. Like, let's just start with five. Yep. It was able to become part of my day, right? right. Absolutely. And it's like, that's where we want, want to begin. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what five minutes of sitting and breathing mm-hmm. and right. whether you're listening to a guided meditation or just lovely music, yeah. it's amazing what that does. Absolutely. Gosh. It's about creating space, which is a beautiful description of yeah. what you just described. And like not reacting yeah. and re- like being angry mm. and like just stewing. Oh, my gosh, meditation. So amazing. I think what I love most about this conversation is this practice of observing Mm -hmm. and releasing those judgments of how we would normally talk to ourselves or think Mm -hmm. about ourselves or even think about everything. It's like it's not just about body image. Like this can then be transferred to everything. Absolutely. Absolutely, it can. And that's sort of the idea. When we remove the the judgment and we're just observing and describing what our surroundings are and what's happening inside, outside, our body, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth, what ends up happening is we reduce the likelihood of interpreting our world through a particular lens. Because if I'm just observing and describing what I see, what I hear, what I smell, what my experience is, and I'm just focusing as much as I can on the facts, then I'm not interpreting it through the lens of my previous trauma or through wow. the lens of my uh, my how I woke up or through the lens of anything. I'm, I'm yes. doing my best to actually just touch base with my reality as it is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel like that's so just, helpful. That's I'm like... like that's amazing this is really the art of presence as well absolutely absolutely like that's being fully present like noticing everything and showing up as if it was the first time you were showing up that's right like today is this day and it will never happen exactly as it's going to happen today and And like releasing (laughs) expectations as well Mm. of like other people and yourself absolutely and and that's that's a that's a lot of the time where the pain comes from right is i i'm when i'm not accepting my reality as it is um, so we, we want to accept it as it is, not as we think it should be. Mm. And that oh discrepancy God. between what it is and what we think it should be can create a lot of suffering, right? Yes. Um, so touching base with our reality as it is can kind of create that sense of like, well, this is what it is for now. Yes. It doesn't mean that it's forever. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's never going to change. It just means that for now, what am I actually reacting to? Am I reacting to my reality as it is or to what I wanted it to be? Oh, my God. Wow. And, and that's that's really important when we're sort of touching base with our emotions as yeah. well. So mm. And it's acceptance. Absolutely. Yeah. Acceptance of reality. Yeah. You don't have to love it to accept it. Yeah. That's right. How good is this? I love, I love this. Yeah. 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 So oh it's God. really I important. love it to accept right. it. It's, yeah. Oh. It's so, so crucial. And I then think. we take yeah. it powerful. Yeah. It oh. is. Yeah. Oh, I have loved this discussion and this Thank chat you. and so many action steps yeah. and things that I think we can just welcome in little mindset switches to welcome in that peace. Absolutely. I feel like it's like a yeah. new perspective on something, yeah. right? It's yeah. like a new way to see something that we've been looking at mm-hmm. and maybe that's been causing suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's like the veil was just yeah. lifted. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm so pleased. (laughs) If there was one mantra that you're living by at this moment in your life, what would it be? My goodness, there's a couple. (laughs) I think that probably uh, exactly what I said uh, numerous times before, I am. Mm. So I am is um, maybe the one that's most prominent at the moment. The uh, I don't have to love it to accept it comes up a lot for me because we we come across so many roadblocks and it's kind of like... "Mm." You know, and it's really easy to kind of get caught in that, and then we are reacting to the reality that we want, not where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So we procrastinate and we avoid and we do all sorts of things. So that's something that comes up for me a lot in terms of I don't have to like it, I have to accept it and, and figure out what to do. Uh, but I am is a really mm. powerful one for me at the moment because it keeps me kind of centered yeah. in between the. Um, my identity that's here and my relationships that are there and my job that's mm-hmm. here and this and that and I am just keeps me at the center of that because at the end of the day I'm you know there's a bag of bones covered in a thing of skin and mm. I'm like just traveling through life like that it's really fabulous just as it is I don't need to to kind of judge it any further or do anything more with it wow nice. how empowering cool. amazing oh, and two last questions yes uh, what is a book that you would recommend or one of your favorite books oh wow i know you um, love a lot i do I so this really is like, i know i should have pre-asked you but maybe this is it's like but maybe it's like the book right now yes it's like i actually the book i'm rereading at the moment is big magic so oh, I love <laughs> So I've just reread it. Yeah, I'd I'd love to maybe have a bit more of a think about that and and send in a list. Would that be okay? Because there's a couple I would love to. Yeah, that would be amazing. Miriam's booklet. I love that. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then we can have a book club. Yeah, it's done. It's scheduled. And if all of our viewers want to find more information about you, what should they do? So at the moment, I this is prompting me to get working on my website um, that will happen at some point um, so if anyone wants to get in touch or find out a little bit more about how therapy works or maybe therapy recommendations for someone in your area if it's mm. something that um, you're interested in then um, you can just email me on my email address so it's miriam m-i-r-i-a-m dot e-m-a-d dot psych P-S-Y-C-H at gmail.com. Thank you. And we will pop that email address into the notes on the page. So make sure you do get in touch with Miriam if you want any more information. This has been amazing. It's been so lovely. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me. Oh, my gosh. We're so grateful for your time and your magic and all the knowledge. And just like I loved every single bit of that. Just (laughs) making it doable and not scary. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been such a pleasure to be here with you and also you, Miriam. We're so grateful. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. 
So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. 